Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the OK Gamers Podcast. Pat, how are you? Oh, burpy. Very burpy. That's uh that's what a, a nice beer will do to you. Yeah, we're drinking some we're drinking some brews. Ah, it's a couple <laughs> quarantine boys on a Friday night. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, me and Brian might be a little burpy, but you know, you'll have yeah, to forgive yeah. us. I think they'll I think they'll deal with it. They will accept yeah. it. Yeah. I mean they fucking better. That's what I'm saying. Just uh just me and you this week, you know, a nice little intimate episode. Little baby boys. <laughs> so, um just to get this out of the way at the start of the episode, uh towards the end, and I will put the timestamps in the description and we will be sure to uh you know give you a little warning ahead of time too. Exactly, a nice warning. Uh we will be doing a Final Fantasy Seven remake spoiler discussion because me and Pat have a lot to say about the end of that game <laughs> hell yeah bro. pat's been waiting like a month for me I've to finish been so long for this <laughs> uh so yeah uh that's a good segue to get into what we've been playing so this past weekend i finally finished the final fantasy 7 remake um <laughs> the um what they did with the ending of that was really cool i uh i liked it a bunch I thought the last few chapters of that game were really great, so yeah. I'll, I'll leave it at that because we're going to talk more about that later. Um, and then I've also uh, been playing Half-Life Alex. so big shout out to Andrew, um, you know, friend of the show that, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> good friend Andy. He, <laughs> he hooked me up with his Oculus Quest, uh, which is a really cool headset. It's a cool device. Um, yeah, it's like super simple to use. Um, when you hook it up to the PC, it's literally just one cable plugs right in from its USB C to USB three, um, and that's it. You use the uh, you know, like Link Cable Beta, it's called. It like syncs right up with Steam VR, and uh, you get half a fax like right in the library and like this like the display screen on the headset, and you're just fucking good to go. Yeah, nice and easy compared to. Pretty much any other VR experience aside from, like, PSVR. Yeah, I mean, like, the one thing I didn't like about PSVR is that... I mean, if you left it set up, it was easy because you just throw the headset on, you click the button, it's good to go. Mm-hmm. But there's just so many fucking cables, and it's just, like, a lot. You just yeah, felt, you felt mean, like you were fucking strapped into, like, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, with this, the the good thing, like, the controllers are really light. Um, Like, they the way that they're designed, they fit really nicely in your hand. Um, the headset isn't very cumbersome. Like the PSVR headset is heavy. This one's like, it's a little front heavy. Um, but you could like tighten it up uh, pretty nice. That's, that's where the whole fucking that's the, where the whole kid yeah, is, bro. Yeah, that's where all the fucking it's all the magic happens. Um, so like a little little front heavy on the eyes, but like I said, you could uh the, the way the straps work, tighten it up pretty easily. Um, and like I said, it's just one little USB cable that runs from the front of the headset to the back of the PC. So it's really just like. You barely even notice that it's there. Yeah. Um, and the speakers on the headset themselves are actually pretty good. Um, but I have, like, my, my you know, my PC headset plugged directly into the Oculus. 
Mm -hmm. um, so that's adding an extra cable, but that's really not that bad at all. Um, but the sound design, especially for a VR game, it you know, it's really great. So, Good. yeah, um, it was the to to the further the point about how the Oculus speakers are really good on the headset themselves because I put the headset, my computer headset, on over uh, you know the the Oculus headset. Thought I had it plugged in all the way. Started playing Alex, and I was like, man, it sounds like it sounds okay, but like not as like good as I thought. I didn't have it plugged in all the way. <laughs> So it was coming out of the speakers too, and gotcha. it was you know these the headset I have supposed to be soundproof, and I was still like hearing it pretty well. So yeah. I was like you know actually pretty impressed by the uh, the speakers on that thing. So that's good. I mean, yeah, that's so my, it's, uh, a, it's a bit of a bit of a strange issue to have, but still like yeah, I was just my dumbass didn't you know plug my headset in all yeah, the way. Fucking big idiot. I know. I'm fully aware. So that's fine. Um, you know, without the plugging it into the PC, the Quest is really cool because it's a VR headset that doesn't require any cables. You just fucking you load everything on through the Oculus Store and, and play games that way. Um, but since I'm playing Half-Life Alex, like I need to have it plugged into the PC, um, which is fine. Like I said, it's really not too bad uh, cables yeah. and cables and shit wise. But to talk about the game real quick, uh, it's fucking awesome. I um, yeah, I didn't. I mean, like I'm my thoughts on vr especially since i played a fair you know a good a fair amount of psvr games um you know i did have that thing for a little bit of time um but the alex is just like so fully realized and it's like super immersive and you know like it, it does all like the gimmicky vr shit but it like it does it really well <laughs> so well, i mean that's like i've seen like you know from like you know clips and screens i've seen of it like it does, it does like quality wise it looks like super impressive yeah even like, like even like the the like like you were saying like the gimmicky shit where you can like reach out and you grab stuff and like throw it around or whatever like all that stuff like looks like it's done and well and like for people that didn't play the other half-life games that game is those games are very like physics based yeah so realistic if you were thinking about it, if they went into this and they fucked up the physics stuff <laughs> probably would yeah probably wouldn't look too great so. it like it's such a cool idea because then like in vr games especially something like this like you just said like you're like supposed to be able to reach out and like grab stuff so it's like it mm -hmm. does the vr gimmick stuff where you have to like grab the the clip for the handgun or grab your shotgun shells and like load them into the gun but like if something's out of reach the um you have like the gravity uh gloves that you get um because then obviously in half-life 2 there's the gravity gun uh yeah. so those are like implemented in the way of um alex gets these i forget what they're called but they're literally gloves that you get and you could literally like fucking star wars like jedi mind trick shit like to your hand like just okay okay yeah like what you do is you hover like you open up your your hand uh which the quest controller like if you just move your pointer finger it like tracks it so like in the in game like your character her hands will open mm -hmm. um and it'll highlight items so obviously you make you know make sure which item you're hovered over is the one you want so if there's like shotgun shells in the ground or like a, a magazine like on a shelf, you hover over it and then you close your fist using one of the triggers and it'll like put like a little like outline to it. And then you snap your wrist uh, back or the controller back, uh, release the trigger and it like flicks it to you. And you just have to then oh, that's cool. double click the, the button to then like grab it. Um, but it's realized and done so well. So like when you're like in like a firefight and you like, you know, there's like because you have to like reach into your backpack to get 
the extra ammo you have, but like if there's clips yeah. and shit lying around, you could just like when the clip empties, like hit the button to release the magazine, see like use your other hand if there's a you know, like a clip or ammo over like to, off to the side off or to the side and then like fucking force grab it, fucking yeah. Jedi that shit, reload your gun real quick. Like Yeah, that's badass. Yeah, when things are flowing and like you really get into some of the combat, it's really fucking cool. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, and then, like, there's I also like... times though where I'm like just stumbling over myself and like my brain's just not working <laughs> and I'm just getting shot at and I'm like, fuck the gun load, damn it. You know, it's not just like one button. So, yeah, I mean, there's like, I feel like that kind of helps with some of the, the more bullshitty things with like VR stuff. Cause like, you know, I don't know how you're playing it. I know Andrew said he was playing it like teleporting, like he's kind of teleporting for movement. No, I'm running around and yeah, so I, it's great. I don't get, that like, sick, like, so, like, I don't get motion sickness, like, thankfully, I know a lot of people mm-hmm. do, so I uh, consider myself pretty lucky, because yeah. on the joysticks, I'm playing it just like any other game, you know, like, the left one moves me around, right joystick, you know, turns me left and right, but, like, I have to move my head, obviously, to look around at shit, mm-hmm. so, like, you know, the controller scheme definitely takes a while to get used to. Because, like, you forget sometimes, like, oh, for me to look, like, when I'm running, to look left and right, like, I actually have to fucking move my head. Yeah. You know, it's, like, shit like that, so. Um, and there I is mean, still either. there is still a teleport mechanic, um, just, like, for ease of use and accessibility. That's, mm-hmm. like, built in. So, like, sometimes you'll, which you have to hold down on the right joystick to use. And that's mainly for, like, if you get stuck on something to, like, move your way out of it. Like, it's, gotcha. bu- it's built in to, like, kind of help with, you know, just... Uh, it's, yeah. it's a it's a VR game, so the, you're likely to get kind of snagged on things. So yeah, exactly. It's good that they have like a mechanic actually built in there to help pull yep. yourself out of it. Yeah, if you ever that could be real frustrating. Yeah, because there's times where like you're trying to like, uh, you get like a multi tool that like you use for puzzles, and you have to like plug it into electronics, and then like it brings out this big 3D display, and there's all these like different puzzle mechanics, and the puzzles are actually like really fucking cool. And, like, one I just did before was, like, actually fucking racked my brain, but I was able to figure it out. And, mm-hmm. like, you're, you know, moving these, like, light orbs and, like, lining this shit up. And, like, it's super well realized, like I said. Like, they put a lot of thought into all the mechanics. But um, sometimes, like, you'll be moving back and forth to, like, get an angle on something. And you'll be clipping, like, a chair or something. And, like, you're not really too sure what it is. And, like, you have to, like, look around. And it might be, like, too close to, like, your character model. So you can literally just, like, teleport yourself just a little bit forward. And, like, you just avoid having, like, getting fumbled and, like, frustrated and, like, confused by whatever the fuck's jamming you up, so. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, they put a lot of quality of life, like, things and thoughts into it, so that's uh, a really cool aspect of it. Yeah, like, that little, like, force grabby, force grabby guy move is cool to have, especially for, like, you know, people that were playing with, like, the teleport mechanic is, like, having to, like, teleport yourself over to something to, like, then go grab it, like, physically, like, kind of a, kind of a little much. So, yeah, the I like the fact that they like add, like pretty much incorporated mechanics just to try to like ease that. Yeah, it was a little bit. It was a great way to realize like, okay, so this game has had like a gravity gun type thing in it before. How could we like you know melt that down and make it more VR focused? And they're like, all right, so perfect. You're using your hands, like just put that shit, build that right into your fucking hands, and just have things fly at you, and you just have to grab them. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, but like it, it works so well in the sense that you could like kind of fuck with things and like perfect example is like the um 
I think I forget what they're called, but it's like the fucking monsters that are on like the ceiling and the tongues that grab you and suck you up. They have a. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't remember what they're called either. But but like in one of the first missions, you're in like a construction site and you just like there's a hard hat on the ground. It's like one of the first things after you get the gloves that are like lighting up that you could like, you know, like teleport, like uh, use like the force grab. And, yeah. you know, you, you force grab the fucking construction hat. You don't think anything of it. But if you you could actually put it on your head and run around with it. And if you run into one of those, like, the things with the tongues, it'll just grab the hat off your head instead of you. Oh, that's convenient. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, little shit like that that's, like, really great. And it just does. Like, it's still, like, it has that, like, Half-Life charm, you know, like, where you could fucking, like, in Half-Life 2, throw the can at the fucking. The, yeah, yeah. You know. It's like it does. It also reminds me of like like Skyrim and like those games where you're putting like buckets on people's heads and shit, like yeah. stupid shit like that. Yeah, it has it has like uh, like the Half Life charm to it. So and the writing is really really good. Good. Um, all the characters are are excellent. Um, you know this this honestly feels like I know it's a prequel, but it feels like they're like this is like Half Life three. Um, yeah, I'm 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 glad that that was because they could have very easily just like phoned this in and it could have just been like just kind of some bullshit like nah, hey half-life is this, alive still <laughs> technically nah this one definitely was in the oven for a long time because it's like That's a full ass vr game and like it there's just so much like love and attention to detail to it and like just being in the city and like like one of the first aspects that you like it like being in that like vr scale um you're like peeking out a window and like one of those like big mechs like comes like stomping through like you mm-hmm. know like a tight like city corridor street and you're just like peeking through a window and like out like a little balcony and it's like Ugh, like you know you just kind of like <laughs> sink into your chair and like look up at it yeah. like there's like things like that that like make you realize like the scale um there was actually like something to do with a train and a bunch of other shit that happened in the last chapter and I don't want to spoil anything but it was just like just standing there like watching this all happen in front of me like in VR and like the sense of scale and like depth and to everything was just like really cool um, so like I said it is a very very well realized and like full ass game in VR that is enjoyable to play and not just like eh, this is fun for an hour but like I'm you know I'm tired of like a you know on the rail shooter which a lot of those games turn out to be but this one actually has like full ass game mechanics and they all work really well so that's good shit yeah it's uh i can't wait to play more of it every time i sit down to play it i'm like waiting for that like all right i'm getting kind of tired of the vr bullshit because like that was very much my problem with psvr is i would play something for a couple hours be like oh this is really cool and then it would just like that the the candle would burn out like super fast yeah i'm done but the first night i played alex i fucking had this that fucking headset trapped in my face for like four hours and i wanted to play for like another four hours yeah, super then, impressive. It, uh, yeah, honestly, man, because I was like, you know, went in with, you know, not high expectations because like I've heard a lot of people say that it's really great. But for me personally, with my, you know, with what I know to be VR and how I experience it and how I interpret it um, in terms of my enjoyment, you know, I was like, yeah, we'll see. But it's uh, yeah. it's exceeding the expectations in that area. So it's good. Yeah, man, I'm uh, I want everyone to play it. So hopefully Andrew's willing to let everybody bar his headset. Yeah, I mean he he kind of <laughs> already said that he's he's down to let it just kind of make the rounds. So which is cool. Uh, I'm in no rush, so um, I have no problem taking that last if and when that happens. Yeah, I know. Um, everybody's uh kind of pretty much involved with whatever they're playing. Fuck uh, yeah! So by all means, Pat, use that as your opportunity to talk about Persona Five again. Uh, yeah, so I'm still playing Persona 5. Uh, it's real long. Um, I 
I think I'm about halfway through, and I have close to 80 hours in this game right now. I, I, I mean, aside from, like, maybe a couple of times where I left it running for maybe, like, an hour and a half at most, because I was, like, doing something or, like, eating and whatever, like, it's, uh, it's a lot of game going on here. So, yeah, um, it's really great. I, like, I... I can't even really, like, I got, like, super wrapped up in, like, the Persona Fusion stuff. Because, like, you can do, basically, you can take two different Personas. Like, your one of your characters has the ability to, like, capture an enemy and, like, add him to, like, his mask, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can use those to, like, you can, like, fuse them to make other Personas that are stronger than the two that you fused. Um, or you can itemize them where you, like... Uh, you basically turn them into, like, a weapon or, like, an item or whatever. So I've been, like, I fell down that rabbit hole hard, and I've been, like, trying to get, like, like the the weapons that you get by itemizing personas are the best ones you can get per character, I believe. So, like, I fell down that rabbit hole, like, real hard and just started, like, trying to do that. So, like, I just got one of my characters, like, best weapons just, like, a little while ago. And, like, it's just, like, it's just, like, feels good. I'm, like, cool. I just fucking, like, just cream people now with this fucking big-ass hammer thing that I just got. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I've been doing that. Um, story is uh, story is really great. It's, like, you know, some wild fucking... Anime shit. Anime, like, just crazy stuff. Was there, um, like, um, like just, like, a three-hour anime that I could watch that'll just give me the entire story? Because... <laughs> I don't think so. There was... I know they put out, like, a... like I think they did, like, a Persona 5 animation thing that was, like, a couple episodes, I think. But I don't think it had anything to do with, like, like relevancy towards the game, really, aside from the characters and stuff. Um, but, yeah, like, I've gone through four palaces, which are, like, the the playable like the the where like all the combat and stuff is um i've gone through four of those so far and personally they've only got they've gotten better for me as i went down the line like the first the first palace in the game was like just for for whatever reason in my head it was like super generic it was kind of whatever you're just like in a castle so like i just kind of didn't really care and then every one after that has gotten better than the last so all um, right right now right now those areas are my favorite parts of the game um the daily life stuff is fine like when you're outside and you're kind of running around, like doing your social stuff, is whatever. Um, it gets a little monotonous, especially when you have like, I just had like a twenty-something day stretch, where like I had like at any point in those twenty days, I could have like infiltrated the palace and like done up to like what I could, and then come out and then go back in later. But like for my in my head, in order to like maximize the like experience i'm having inside the palace i'm trying to like pretty much stretch them out until like i get super bored of doing the daily life stuff like i don't feel like fucking running around and hanging out with these people and then reading a book similar all that shit is it similar to the the day in the life stuff of um fire emblem where like you're running around the fucking university and kind of yeah you kind of so they give you like you have like a lot of like i don't know i think they're technically in tokyo i'm not really sure i don't remember um, but like the, you have like a train map, like it's called a rail map, okay. um, with like tons of like locations you can go to. So like, you got like Shibuya, you got Shinjuku, you got like all these like major areas you can go to. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, certain times of day, certain characters that you're friendly with will be in those areas and you can choose to like go hang out with that person for like that portion of the day if you want. Or 
there's like tons of activities you can do that are placed like all throughout these different areas that will like increase you have like social stats um so like knowledge guts proficiency kindness and charm hmm. so there's like things all over the map that you can do that like you know will give you points for like one of those respective social stats so you kind of have to like you know plan out your like day like how you want to do like so like i started i just discovered like a mechanic a couple days ago where it, it makes sense but i had never played a persona before so this is like new to me um if you maximize your relationship with a character their respective persona actually like evolves and becomes something different and more and more powerful huh so i've been like i have two of my main party members now i evolved their personas so i'm working on the third so that's like how i'm like trying to like prioritize my day like if like that person is available to hang out i'm doing it like <laughs> that's that's what i'm doing for that portion of the day and then the second half will be whatever like whether it's like whatever social stat i feel like focusing on until i level it up again like that's what i'll do so i mean when you get it like when you kind of plan it out a little bit it's not so bad mm. um not gonna lie, but Pat, it does even sounds even doing like that, a lot <laughs> Even yeah no I'm not it's fucking it's so much dude like if I showed you what the fucking map looked like right now like my map there's so many fucking places I can go and like people mm. to hang out with and like things to do and it's just like I like I don't know like so like oh boy I did got myself into like a rhythm kind of like this is what I'm doing for this half this is what I'm doing for this half if the first half is not available for me to do then I'll fucking figure something else out at the time when it happens but whatever um but even still like having that all like planned out like just doing that stuff for a long stretch of time gets real boring so i like i do that for as long as i can until i get like completely bored of it and then i'll like infiltrate the palace and do like the combat and like all that cool shit like within the palace um and then come back out and then finish off whatever like free days i have um but yeah i mean i would say like the story outside of the actual palaces, like, I haven't, I guess it's, like, kind of coming to a head a little bit, but I'm not, like, super sure. Like, hmm. I don't think I've really hit, like, a peak yet as far as, like, stuff going on. Oh, 70 um, hours. No peak. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, because I'm still even, like, gathering party members. Like, I just got another party member from the last palace I did. So, like, I don't even have, like, my full squad yet. <laughs> so Jesus. Um, but, like, the every palace has like a small like little story arc around it but then there is like a greater story going on and like some like major shit goes down like right at the start of the game and then it just kind of like you're kind of telling the story about what happened like up to that point so like i haven't really hit like a fever pitch as far as like what led me into that point like when i'm now telling the story of how i got there yet like i'm just kind of like just kind of doing stuff so i don't know okay um so far all of the story arcs around the palaces have been like pretty good the very first one is still i think my favorite because it was the most like comic book villainy like wild shit <laughs> so all right um i mean yeah, they, got, they gotta be doing enough so to keep each, you engaged at this point i mean each each one has been fairly interesting. Um, I haven't been like I haven't like gone through like any of these like story arcs. I've been like, wow, that was fucking lame and boring. Like they've all been good. It's just that first one is like such a fucking ridiculous like this guy's a psychopath thing. So like, okay. I like I don't know. It's, it, nothing has topped that yet. 
but yeah, I I do like the game a lot. I've obviously I'm fucking I have a ton of time in there. Typically, that's a good indication. Yeah. Uh, I haven't. I don't think I've. I haven't really played anything else. This is it. This is this has been me. Some Persona Five makes sense considering the amount of time. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I'm glad you're uh, still chugging along. I'm glad you're here with me right now. Yeah. The uh, one quick thing to mention about Half-Life Alex because I love when games do this, and I forgot to mention in my rant before, but I was just texting Andrew about it. Um, when you upgrade your weapons, it changes the way they look, and that is very much my shit. Like the oh, like the the what'd you say the weapons mod like they change yeah like so the way you upgrade the weapons is like you get to these like like a workbench essentially and it, mm-hmm. but it's like super fucking futuristic on like cyberpunk it's not just like a fucking work workbench it's just not like, like a fucking wooden bench with like yeah. a vice it's on not, it. it's not the Last of Us where it's literally just like that and you know yeah yeah it's literally like this fucking you have to first of all you got to solve a puzzle to open this fucking thing up with like your multi tool which also that's you know is cool. Um, and then you literally fucking jam the guns in there, so you physically have to, like, take it out of your inventory, fucking shove it in. Shove it in. Yep, and then, uh, it, you pick, like, which upgrade you want, and, uh, it'll, like, show you, like, a 3D model of, like, what it'll look like when the upgrade's installed. Like, um, you know, so for the shotgun, I installed, like, a laser sight, and it just put, like, this giant thing on, like, underneath the barrel, because it's not just, like, a little laser, it's just, like, it, like, it's, like, this big circle, because it shows, like, the exact spread of the shotgun. So it makes oh, it cool. makes that thing way easier to aim, and the uh, pistol I added like a burst fire mod. So like there's like now like um like a, a huge like receiver on like where the the back of the handgun, and I also have like a giant reflex sight on the top. But it's also like you know not like a reflex sight in the sense of like it just like like a Rainbow Six type reflex sight. Mm-hmm. It literally is like like fucking with lasers and shit. So like super futuristic and cyberpunk yeah, looking. It's so all, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's really cool. Like when you, you get to visualize like what the upgrade will look like. And then the gun, when it comes out of the fucking machine, like in your hand and VR, like, it like, looked, oh, yeah, like cool. this is neat. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, that's just another concept that they like fully fleshed out. It is done really well. Yeah. Those, uh, I don't know. Not enough games do that. Yeah. I like it's such a like small detail thing that's like goes a long way. Like it's super. Yeah, cool. you could like v- very easily like I don't know. Because what the hell game were we talking about recently? That Bioshock didn't do that? Uh, Infinite. Didn't oh, do Infinite. It. That's right. Yeah. That's what it was. And like some of the yeah, upgrades like, in Infinite were like drastic. Like, like yeah, and, do some like crazy shit. And the gun would just look the same, and it would just because oh. mm-hmm. like yeah. I don't think there's a lot of weapons in Alex because um, they've only introduced the handgun and the shotgun, but mm-hmm. every upgrade costs like. A, a fair chunk of material Decent chunk of money. and makes the the weapon like pretty drastically different so kind of makes the weapon feel new in a sense okay. so they don't have to put like you know they don't have to put 10 weapons in the game if they just have like five or six mods that are like super meaningful for each weapon you yeah. know that make I it mean, feel fresh that's a cool thing too because like i don't know you, you don't like even like like bioshock i think two two had like the, the customization on the weapons right yep so like there aren't like, I don't th- I, as far as I can remember like the weapon list in those games was I think it was like four I think it carried like four weapons throughout or some shit like that in and the like, first Bioshock it was the handgun shotgun Tommy gun crossbow rocket launcher and I think there's some yeah five or six flame okay. flamethrower so like, which just looks so like, like a water gun oh uh, uh, yeah. yeah and I think that um, was it 
so yeah, I mean, like the the amount of variety in those in those two games wasn't like quite as much as like Infinite. Like Infinite had like a fucking ton of weapons you could use. So I mean, I guess, but I don't know. I just feel like putting that little extra level of detail in there is nice. Little just to have, little like, little layer of love, a little something something, you know. So I'm like so like excited about um, this can segue right into news. Ghost of Tsushima, because like the amount of customization that they seem like they're putting in there um like just for the character i saw i think one of the articles that came out before that state of play that sony did the other day um this uh, katana customization like that's that's the thing i care about the most is the katana customization because i want to see what kind of fucking weird shit you can do if if it gets weird i hope it gets weird but yeah there's a lot there was a lot going on in that gameplay um yeah fucking pumped yeah they um some like some of the stuff that they've kind of like pat obviously what you just mentioned the customization which for a game like this which is like a big open world game there's a lot to do in that aspect of things um they're very much going for that breath of the wild like no waypoints like just explore and find shit but they have like some guiding light type stuff where um the exploration details they uh showed off was the guiding wind which will help navigate uh, so I don't yeah. know if that's like a button prompt or whatever it is, and it'll kind of like show you where you got to go. Um, but they very much like have detailed that like, you know, you could just easily miss stuff in this game if you're just like not exploring. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. it's not going to do the Ubisoft thing where you open up the map and there's 50 different checkpoints and little yeah. Blips. Go look at all these uh, whatever. What the fuck are they called? It's like viewpoints. Yeah. So this very much is not that. It's just this like sprawling map and just lets you just kind of go and do what you what you want. Um, there's uh they showed off the ability to collect resources, which probably goes into the customization of things. Um, there's also foxes, which will guide you to shrines and other things. So that's uh you know yeah. Then there's supposed to be like spirit guides or something. That's real. Because they like guide they guided you like a fox shrine. Yeah. So uh, the combat looks really cool. Um, big focus of that gameplay trailer. Yeah, I fully intend on playing that game as it's just a samurai man, like not I mean, a not like a little stealthy I've ninja boy. Played, I've played enough like stealthy ninja games that like I just want to be a big samurai that's gonna fuck all these dudes up real good. Yeah, it's really cool that they. It's just like you could go two very drastic difference different like gameplay. Yeah, styles it was that cool that like cool. during the day he was being like badass samurai man, and then night it was on rooftop sneaking around doing like the ill samurai ninja stuff. Um, yeah, so it's like. You know, I don't know if they were like kind of saying like, oh, you know, you could. It's like kind of like it's night and day. The differences in the combat, or if like actually like at nighttime you're supposed to be sneaky. Like, who knows? But either way, the uh, game looks incredible. It's I, I can't remember who. Maybe it was um, it was definitely someone from IGN who was like, yeah, the when you see gameplay trailers for this game and The Last of Us Two, and these are like at the end of the PlayStation Four life cycle. Like, just to see how mm-hmm. good these games look compared to some of, like, the launch titles. Just goes to show, like, when devs have extended periods of time to work on hardware and, like, make games specific for that, like, what they could really do. Um, so, and that's always, like, it'll be, you know, just has, like, just how The Last of Us was the swan song for the PS3. Ghost yeah. of Tsushima and Last of Us 2 will be, you know, the swan songs for PS4, it seems like so. Cause, uh, yeah, super excited about it. Yeah, they both look incredible. Um, but uh, I didn't watch the most recent thing for Last of Us Two. It was just it's... a story thing, but you know, I think at this point, yeah, fine. everybody's seen the kind of knows what the gameplay is going to look like. But the um, just visually, what these games look like. 
this. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm like, I don't know. I'm just watching that fucking Ghost of Tsushima. Because that's like, aside from, I forget what the last event was that they did. Um, they haven't really showed the, a lot of it in a while. They, they showed some stuff, like, I think the last day to play they did, and it was just kind of like a quick cutscene or like a small like cinematic thing. Um this is the first like actual like like for real for real gameplay we got. Uh so it just looks it looks fucking right up my right in my wheelhouse. Yeah, it's also like a lot of the samurai games that we've gotten in the past are have been like kind of fucking grind your teeth Sekiro Neo type shit. So this mm. one being just like very straightforward combat, you know, a lot of mechanics a lot of customization, shit like that. Um, you know, just like Sucker Punch, we know can do open worlds very well. So yeah. uh, this one definitely looks uh, looks like it'll be good. So I'm all about it. Hell yeah, dog! So uh, another good segue here, being that we were just talking about how these games might be the swan song for the PS4. Uh, we got some more PS5 stuff, uh, specifically Unreal Engine 5 running on the PS5. Uh, so Epic Games yeah. gave uh, a really good look at next-gen next gen graphics. And, um, yeah. man, that's uh, that was quite the uh, gameplay trailer. I, like, I want that demo to be a real game, but epic straight up we're like nah it's just a tech demo fuck y'all it's like i think even like for like unreal engine 4 they had that like they're like a badass like unreal uh like tech demo also but they were that was another one they were like nope fuck you i do really but, like yeah. that the what's the dudes from epic what's his name uh tim sweeney is it tim sweeney i think so uh either way in like the the video that they did they obviously you know all this shit was done remote and on like twitch and whatnot uh, that motherfucker was just in, like, his, like, office, which just, like, had, like, one of those electrical light lamps yeah. on the floor. <laughs> yeah. And, he, and he's also drinking some Popeyes. Yeah, yeah. He definitely <laughs> just went to Popeyes, Popeyes before. Like, <laughs> they got a really big Zoom meeting in an hour. Let me go get a couple <laughs> spicy chicken sandwiches. <laughs> ease the uh, ease the stomach here a bit. Oh, boy. I think it's a fucking... That was a baller move. I love it. Yeah, it was. That was some fucking gangster <laughs> shit. But yeah, the, uh, the, uh, you know, it was like just coming off the heels of that, like Microsoft thing where everyone's like, man, uh, graphics for the new consoles, it just looks the same. And Mm. then people saw this and they're like, "Mm, maybe not. I don't think so. Yeah. There was a, there was a really funny, uh, tweet from Jeff Keighley actually like a week prior to that, that, uh, that, uh, Unreal Engine live stream review. Mm -hmm. Um, IGN. Oh god, excuse me. Had uh, tweeted out an article that they did, saying uh, something along the lines of like, "Don't get your hopes up for next gen graphics or some shit like that." Something along those lines. Yeah. And he replied to it saying, uh, "Pretty much saying like, I don't think this tweet's gonna hold up well." And like this, the the fucking live stream came out, and like everybody saw how fucking incredible it looked. Yep. And then like he like retweeted it again and like replied like. Yeah, so we didn't hold up. Well. Yeah, this didn't age <laughs> it's well. Like, it's so good, dude. I fucking I was cracking up. Yeah, he obviously this was in his back pocket. He knew it was. Yeah, uh, he, he, yeah he knew it was going on. Yeah, <laughs> you fucking idiots. Check this shit. Yeah, it's really cool that Epic, you know, with the control Unreal Engine five and like the shit that they could do with it. Like they immediately announced that like Fortnite will get ported over to Unreal Engine five mm-hmm. and it'll be on the new consoles. So 
you know, I'm sure there was plenty of kids that, you know, who probably don't give a shit about the new consoles because, like, all they play is Fortnite, and they're like, why do I need a PS5? I play this game that's free to play, and a zillion people still fucking play it. But now it gives them incentive to, like, oh, it's going to run better on Unreal, Unreal, on the new engine, on a new console. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're obviously keeping everything, like, in-house in that sense, you know. And uh, Yeah, no, I mean, it's a smart move. Like, why why would, why would wouldn't you? Yep. But it's, like, literally, like, their fucking their money tree right now. So. so, yeah. They're just fucking cashing in. Raking it in. Yeah, I mean, this... The article you can find on Polygon, um, basically saying that, uh, <clears throat> sorry, I'm just reading some notes here before I, uh, read them up, dog, read them up. So it's actually, this is an interesting note it's saying that the, the engine itself won't be ready for devs when the, the consoles release, um, the engine will launch later in the year 2021 right yeah but there will be like some tools and build aspects that they can utilize uh within the full release slated for um early 2021 um which uh which is cool so that i mean like it just goes to show that like these new consoles will come out it might take you know a year or two before you get to fully realize like the you know everything that's like under the hood and mm-hmm. just as we said before, you know, if you look at a launch style for the PS4 versus Ghost of Tsushima or Last of Us 2 now, you see, like, what a, what big differences they can make with uh, more time and, uh, you know, tools with that hardware. So, yeah, once that thing rolls out, you'll be seeing some fucking, like, every single generation, the, the la- like, the very tail end is always one, like, it's always the, the period of a generation when, like, th- graphically things get like ramped up really high and like they're like at their peak and then we kind of just transition right into the next next generation of consoles and then like we just kind of start that whole cycle all over again so mm-hmm. the fact that we're going to be getting unreal unreal 5 like fairly early into this next generation and how good it looks already you know bodes well for the rest of the generation i will uh, i will agree with that statement sir thank you it's very nice of you. All right. And uh, speaking of the PS5, um, apparently that is still on track for holiday 2020, which uh, is kind of remarkable considering all the shit that's going on right now. And that everything else that they had coming out, like recent, like soon-ish, got delayed. Um, so, yeah, this was confirmed on a um, financial results statement that the PS5 is still on track for a 2020 launch window. Um they said the next generation game shouldn't be affected either, so that's a uh, pretty uh, pretty interesting news. They did acknowledge. Hopefully, it stays that way. They acknowledged that like they did have a slight uh, impact, you know, due to the issues uh, with you know component supply chain, um, but that demand in the short term is being addressed with the current inventory and so on. So, seems like they kind of got things sorted out. Well, that's good. Hopefully. Uh Hopefully they're not just blowing smoke up our asses and this is actually real. Yeah. Uh, it's just also, I mean, like, I know that they just, they announced, like, the new logo and, like, the startup screen and stuff, um, which, like, makes sense because, like, they want everything in terms of, like, a Sony studio to have, like, this, like, one uniform logo and yeah, stuff. Yeah, kind of like, yeah, that's pretty much what Xbox does with the Xbox Game yeah. Studios. Sony has, like, a lot of different divisions worldwide, so it makes sense that they're all just going to be under this logo now, which mm-hmm. is fine. 
but it just like this like slight slow drip of like like you know we got like the announcement of the PS5 and then like the control like the specs like a lot late like longer after the fact and then the controller and now like shit like this so it's just like just very like little bit of information very v- yeah just kind of like a weird like trickle feed and like I, the fact that we still don't know what this fucking thing looks like or price kind of annoy kind of annoys me or price like I at least like at least let me see it. Like, <laughs> I just want to at least know what it looks like. I know. Imagine it's just like oh, it's it's like I don't ugly. think we I don't think we have a price for the Xbox either no. yet. The Xbox but at least, at least you know we, what it looks like. At least we know what it looks like. Like I want to at least see what the PS5 is going to look like. like. I don't know. And the fact that we haven't seen it yet like fucking blows my mind. Part of me feels like, and this is just like a dumb like thought, but it probably looked so similar to the Xbox where they were just like we want to go with a super simple sleek design. Like, just make it a box. Like, just make it, like, a box. And, like, then Xbox came out, and they're like, look at this shit. It's a box. And they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> That's when they were like, we're having component issues because we had to redesign the whole fucking thing. Yeah, we were having trouble getting our hands on stuff. So, you know, just wait a little bit. Let's figure it out. <laughs> Still really hope it looks like that vacuum head. Yeah, that would be fun. I'm cool with that. Looks like something that fucking cleans the bottom of your swimming pool incredible yeah i'm all for an ugly ass console let me have it same i have my really really sleek sexy looking xbox and then this fucking monstrosity yeah. next to it it's like put the games in upside down you ever see the tiktoks that are like the uh it's like my my three thousand dollar purebred dog or whatever and yeah. it's like doing something really stupid yeah. and then like it's like my rescue dog and it's like super smart and like having a good time yep. like that that those are great tiktoks Either. I like when you reference TikToks. I, yeah, because I get them like secondhand from them. <laughs> Just embrace it, Pat. You're still in the denial stage. All right. Good. I'm hanging out. I like my stage right now. Fine. Uh, Dan sent me a TikTok the other night, and it's this guy. He must work for some sort of like um, electronics company because mainly he posts videos of him like fixing up PCs. Like, someone will mm. just, like, bring them, like, you know, uh, like, a pre-built, um, like, from, what's a fucking, like, not an NZXT, but what's, like, a really popular pre-built? Corsair. No, 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 no. It's, like, um, like, fucking Walmart sells them. Oh, like, HP and stuff no. like that? Like, like, fuck, what is it? I'm going to look it up now quick before. Okay. Hi- hyperpower? Is that it? No. Uh, uh, I know HP does like they have like a I can't remember what the fuck it's called, like what the the little division they have. They have like a pre-built p- gaming PC. I'm having a real hard time remembering what it no, is. Oh, we're gonna right wait. Now. I don't care um, how fucking long it takes me to figure this one out. Omen? No. I think that's the one I'm thinking of. I will get my answer. Don't you worry. I must just type. I buy power. Oh, that's like not bad though. Okay. But they do carry those. Either way, obviously like a pre-bought, and um, he constantly posts these videos of him like like cracking these fucking things open, like cleaning them, and most of the time it's just people that just like neglect, like just fucking dust, just like caked all over the place, and like they're mm-hmm. saying like, oh my CPU is overheating, and then and, like, he like just removes like a fan that hasn't been touched or cleaned in like fucking years, and it's definitely just sitting on the floor in a house that they don't clean. It's just nasty. So, with that being said, Dan sent me one from this kid the other night with a PS4 that, like, just looking at it, 
without him even opening, you could tell it was just nasty. Just like dirt and crusted <laughs> on this fucking thing. And the kid immediately is like, oh, I know there's going to be bugs in here. He opens up just the first plate. So he didn't even like remove the hard drive, nothing. Just that first like little piece that slides off the PS4 so you access the hard drive. Mm-hmm. And it's just immediate like dust and dirt like caked in there. And he's just like, he's like, oh yeah, this is going to get bad. He starts to take it apart, and Pat, let me fucking tell you, you had a whole colony of roaches in this motherfucking thing. Ah. Disgusting. Like, the ah. first big piece he removes, he, like, pulls it apart, and it's literally just a layer of dead bugs. Ugh. And he's like, oh, he starts, like, freaking out. And he's like, all right, yeah, he's like, I'm, he's like, this is gonna, like, take me a long ass time to, like, clean it. So he's, like, I think he did, like, another, like, a part two video of him, like, going even further and, like, cleaning it out. And, like, I immediately texted Dan back, and I was like, uh, How? Does it get that bad? Yeah, it's disgusting. Like, I would, like... If I was that dude, I would have put that shit back together, called that person, and been like, come get your fucking console. Actually, I wouldn't have even put it together yet. I'd be like, come come here. Come get these come pieces. <laughs> I'm not doing this. <laughs> I just gave it back. Here, take this fucking... Like, what uh, if those fucking things were alive, and they just scattered around the store he was uh, in? Ah, like, man, like, I fucking... don't know. Nope. Nope. No. If they were alive, don't say that. I feel like if, oh, if they you. crawl in there to die... like. Yeah, like, this is warm. Yeah, this like, feels nice. That uh, getting chills just thinking about it. Gross. Yeah. So, all right, that was a fun little little detour. Uh, for a quick couple uh, news stories here, just think they're interesting, worth mentioning. Uh, we got an announcement this week: uh, Mafia Trilogy remastered uh, by 2K. All three games will be on the same console for the first time ever: Mafia One, Two, and Three. Um. Cool, cool, and <laughs> the original Mafia was released in 2002. This is a, a PS2 game, um, and then Mafia 2 um, that came out later. I think that was all. That was on PS3 and Xbox 360. Um, so uh, I've like I played somewhat of the first Mafia. Didn't play Mafia 2, and I've heard that's like the best one out of the three here. Um, yep. I know, um, Matt, I also did not play too. Matt in our discord, uh, Iron programs for those that don't know him personally, he said that mafia two, uh, when it came out, he liked that more than GTA four, which, and to agree with, um, you know, our boy Sage also in the discord. He, um, I agree with him that I, GTA four is like, I hold that like top tier GTA games. Like that one's like fucking probably my favorite of all time. So like to hear somebody say that mafia two is like a better, open world like shooter like you know mob type shit game at that time is uh is pretty cool so i'm, I'm excited for this uh this remaster same um i could uh i don't know could pretty much just not play three and be fine so story in three was fine but everything else that you were doing besides that was not fine yeah that's what i've heard across the board on three which is a bummer um, so soundtrack was cool. It's weird that it's and it's in this remaster because that came out like yeah, and it came out that long. No, nah, I mean it's th- this generation, 2016. So yeah. that's um yeah, just uh probably just throwing it in there. I'm just excited to play. I'm excited to I'm excited to play too. Same. I do like I like good old fashioned like mob games like that. And it's also is like very much. That, it's going to be so. cool too to go back and play an open world game that came out back in um, 2002. Just see how different it was because like they're not they're obviously yeah. just remastering it visually. Um, they're not like changing the gameplay. They're not changing the the world or anything. So like just to see how much the scale like how things have changed. Mm-hmm. You know, 
us. And how not as overwhelming it's Yeah, be. exactly. That's... <laughs> which is perfect. Um, yep. <sighs> so, yeah, the, the note here, the little blurb that they have in Polygon's article about Mafia 2 um, says that the... Uh, it's a fantastic crime story. Mafia 2 has one of the best and most impressive cover... It had one of the most best and impressive cover shooting systems cover and shooting systems for an open world game of that generation so uh that's cool. pretty high praise so yeah it's cool i'm excited definitely want to play that uh it's especially considering that i played three and beat three so like, i want to like see what a good mafia game oh, was like. got him got him so um speaking of remasters getting announced tony hawk pro skater one and two what sick right dog it's crazy i um I think it's cool because, like, I, I've heard, like, some, some rumors and some rumblings from Mr. Hawk about him being back in, in the video games. And I was like, man, yeah, I hope I mean, they're not making, like, a Tony Hawk 7 or whatever they're up to because, like, mm-hmm. at this point, I just I don't think they know what the fuck they're doing. Um, yeah. But those first two games, man. Yeah, they're fucking something sacred. And, like, it was a very smart move to approach vicarious visions about it because they just they have proven they kill it all the time yeah they have they have proven time and again that they can remaster or remake the fuck out of anything so you give them anything and they'll get it done and the screenshots look awesome they look so good they they showed like comparison footage too like even in that announcement of like the og games compared to what they're going to look like and they look it's fucking like impressive Mm mm-hmm how good they look now. Yep. Or they're going to look. Yeah, and they got... um. There's definitely going to be some songs missing, but it looks like they got majority of the soundtrack. A good chunk of the soundtrack yep. back. Yep, and they, um, they announced that there's going to be the movesets from 3, um, which... Yeah, I think they said they pulled some tricks from 3, not everything. Yeah, so that leads me to believe that they're going to add maps and shit from like 3 and 4, maybe as like DLC... Instead yeah. of remastering those games entirely, because they could easily do that and then like just kind of expand upon. I'm wondering if one and two. Wondering if this is just gonna be like, did they say that this is gonna be like one game, like one and two rem- like the remaster is just gonna be like a yeah, game? pretty sure one and two is one game and it's uh forty bucks. Okay. Yeah, I see that's just probably a smart way to do. Oh that. yeah, definitely. So. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's exciting, because I haven't played a fucking Tony Hawk game probably since 2. So. Oh, I can't wait. I hope there's uh, a multiplayer, so I could just fucking absolutely annihilate your balls. I think they said there was gonna. I think they said there was gonna be. Better be. A couch. I think they said that there's gonna be couch co-op and online. I might be wrong, though. Either way. It's cool. Yeah, super exciting. News, um, graphically, they look cool, but I do think a little bit of a missed opportunity not putting that out on Switch. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a cool, like, carry-and-go game. Like, I'm gonna fucking... Just go into a warehouse and just do some cool shit for a little yep. bit and, like... Yeah, those games you know, back in the day for me... That'd be a good, like... Where it was, like... Be a good, like, shitting game. Yeah, man, because I, I used to do everything in those games. Fucking find all the letters, all the hidden stuff in those... You know, and all the tapes. Everything that you could do on every fucking map. That was my shit. Get 100%, do everything. And, like, I... Like... If they had that on Switch, I would be the fucking same way. Because like you said, good shit in game. Just like, all right, let me fucking mm-hmm. get the let me get the high score on this map and fucking get all get that secret tape. Do a couple things. Take a fucking dump a Rooney. That's what I'm saying. Pull pull a 900 on this here uh, this here half pipe. Oh bingo! Know what's up? Uh, so yeah, that's um some some exciting uh, remaster announcement this this week. So that's cool. 
Um, yeah. One other quick story yeah. that I want to mention. Uh, we were just talking about Grand Theft Auto. So the Epic Game Store um, announced that it was going to release GTA Five for free this week, which is awesome because GTA Five is mm-hmm. a very good video game, one that is played still today, like has like probably one of the, the highest concurrent players for GTA Online. Um, Correct. Uh, it crashed the GTA store for like an entire day. <laughs> yeah, it shut that shit down. Twelve hour um, related the Epic, outage. The Epic Games. Store. It was on and off for twelve hours. Yeah, they like. I went on just before to uh, the Epic Game Store and was able to get it no problem. Which so is good. I'm assuming the major influx of people that were trying to get it are gone, or either that, or they fucking just fixed whatever the issue was. <laughs> to me. That articles like this are just funny because, like, everybody who's fucking anybody had something to say about, you know, the Epic Game Store and about how it's bullshit and they want all their fucking games on Steam and yada, yada, yada and all the nonsense and bullshit. Like, but you know what? You release a good game for free, don't matter. Everybody's going to fucking download it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and it just fucking shuts... Well, we would hope that it shuts a lot of those fucking idiots up, but, you know, it's not gonna, so... Those people don't change. They're just shitty for the sake of being shitty. It's the internet, my mans. Yeah, dog. Uh, another quick bit of news I want to mention, just because it ties into uh, a game I talked about just within the past month or so. Uh, so Alan Wake is going to come to Game Pass for its 10th anniversary. Um, so it's literally just crazy that that game is fucking 10 years old. Um, yeah. If anyone hasn't played it, uh, myself included, I haven't played Alan Wake. Heard it's great. Need to get to it. Also Pat, me. Pat, we're, we're great friends. Um, hey. So I got to get to it. I have to fucking play it. I know I do because Control, which is like one of my favorite games the past few years, is going to tie into this. And I need to know what the fuck is up. Yeah, same. Because, I, like, I don't know. This rumor has been, been getting tossed around since that they're like um the roadmap got announced for control and that's awesome and there was an alan wake like little easter egg in control um so the fact that you know the two those two worlds are like those two games are like lightly connected right now could potentially just be a thing like i think that's fucking awesome and like where that could go from here is incredible to me yep i'm uh very much in the same boat as you and uh so you could, uh, if you're a first-time subscriber, Game Pass is a dollar. Uh, I think it's like five bucks or ten bucks after that. So um, definitely yeah. worth the price. There's a ton of shit on there. It's PC Game Pass or Xbox Game Pass. It's uh, a lot. Yeah, if anybody, like if you want, like, so weird to me. I think you can buy, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think Gears Tactics is a PC-only game. I might be I might be wrong on that. Uh, but it is a PC Game Pass-only game. So, like, you can't get it on Game Pass on console. Which is interesting. So, like, if... Gears Taxes was something you wanted to pick up on Games Pass, you would have had to download it on your computer to actually play it. Which is fine, because usually Taxes games are usually better on PC anyway. Agreed. All right. That's uh, that's all I got for news. So do you want to do off-topic before we jump into uh, our Final Fantasy VII discussion? Um... I don't. I mean, I don't really have anything off topic. Um, I'm not really watching anything new. I haven't seen any movies. I don't have any new music. I started listening to fucking MF Doom because I'm an idiot and never did. Oh my man! 
So started doing that. So that's nice. Man, ah, that's great. That's like probably my favorite, one of my favorites all time. So very, very yeah, excited. Uh, I feel dumb. Not you know what it was. I was I was explaining this to Andrew because I was talking to him like around when I first started listening to him. It was after the last time he was on. Um, the I think what I had in my head was that he was strictly a producer. Ah. And I think because a lot of his stuff is mostly like instrumental, like he production. Does. There's stuff like a that. lot of that, yes. And I've never, like, I never heard any like his actual hip hop stuff. Um. So yeah, I mean, now that like I'm listening to him and I'm like listening to his hip 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 his hip hop stuff, it's awesome, and I'm really enjoying it. My man. I don't think you can go wrong with literally anything that he put out himself, but uh, Mad Villainy. That's yeah. That's what I've been that's, listening to. Uh, that is top tier hip hop. Probably uh, one of my favorite albums of all time. So I'm very very glad that you are uh, finally uh, not being an idiot, as they say. Hey. So. That's me. Yeah, man. Um, I don't really have any music this week. Uh, nothing that's new, for at least me personally, was anything that's like worth recommending but i will say um yeah i mentioned last week that i watched handmaid's tale that show is still very good still very fucked up i'm in season two now um been watching atlanta i think i'm halfway through the first season or almost done with it actually and it's fucking incredible it's uh yeah i want to i want to pick that atlanta's up really great i um just and i was saying this to you earlier there's um it starts out very serious um and then, uh, like, about halfway through, there's an episode called Ban, um, which is a, like, spoof on, like, uh, BET, I guess, or, like, Black Entertainment Network is, like, the what Ban stands for in the show. Um, so, you know, the, the Atlanta focuses around a character named Earn, who's Donald Glover. He writes and directs. That's, um, you know, obviously Charles Gambino. If you don't know who Donald Glover is, you know, maybe you know him by his, the hip-hop name. Uh, but he's on Community, does comedy specials, been on a ton of shit. Um, so Atlanta, and the, this episode, like I said, it starts out really real, and then this episode comes around, and it's like almost like a sketch comedy thing. And like his cousin, <laughs> who's like a rapper, who he's like managing, gets like invited on to a like NPR style talk show where he's getting like grilled about like a transphobic lyric that he he mentioned, and just like the just the dialogue that's happening is just like really funny and intelligent and like you know just very on the nose with social discourse right now um and then there's these just bizarre fucking commercials that play in between and like once like it started the first one started to air i was like what is this because i was like i was watching on hulu i was like i know this isn't like a like a commercial commercial and then realized that it was like a spoof like a joke like a sketch thing i was like fuck this is really smart and actually hysterical and then kept getting weirder and weirder and there was like some repeating ones that were just like a little different so it was like that that episode right there made me realize like okay this show is like doing some really interesting and, and different shit so um you know I'm definitely going to going to watch more of Atlanta so cool yeah that actually reminded me I started watching Community because I had never watched it before and it's on Netflix so I am watching that um I am like a couple episodes into season 2 and it's great I fucking I'm, I'm I'm not usually into like sitcom type shows um if they're done right or well like i i do enjoy them like the office is one of my favorite shows um and this is probably gonna be close to it 
because so far, just the first season alone and what I've watched season two has been very good. I think I mostly just don't like the corny, like, laugh tracks, all that kind of bullshit. Like, I'm yeah, no, nah, that's... I'm good. Never, never good, you man. On. You can hold on to that. Yeah, I can hold on to all that. Okay, Pat, here we go. Anyone that's listening, now's your chance. Now's your opportunity. This is, like, right on the hour mark, 59 minutes and 40 seconds. I'm going to give everyone another 10 or 15 seconds to fucking abandon ship. If you do not want to listen to a Final Fantasy VII spoiler discussion, I will repeat one more time for all the folks out there. Final Fantasy VII spoiler discussion about to go down. This shit's going to get weird. (laughs) That is so excited. (laughs) All right. um, Pat, I'm uh, going to let you take control here. You're going to steal this ship, if you will. Gosh. How uh, I don't even, <laughs> I don't know if I should do that. I don't know if I should let you run with this. One. I, <laughs> I gotta. I also don't know like where to start. <laughs> like, I need like I need like a guiding line here. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's let's try to simplify this as best we can. Um, so do you want to just go over I the can... differences? Like, let's do. We want to just assume that everybody's finished it. Who is listening now? Like, or well, yeah, I don't really want to do like a summary because like I feel that's just gonna take fucking. Yeah, forever. we don't have to do that. Um, so the. The easiest thing I can say about it is that the the remake subtitle on this means more than them just remaking Final Fantasy VII as a game. Mm-hmm. Um, they're remaking everything. Like the things are things got changed up like significantly throughout the course of this game. Um, so there was a little bit more weight behind the word remake when they put this game out than what a lot of people initially had thought. And I mean. There's like this so much that I can fucking like talk about and like things that I can dive into here. So like, I don't know where to start really. <laughs> so if you want to like, um, if you want to give me get, give me like impressions of you know story that like, yeah, I'm trying to think of like some of the major as somebody that played it, the, played the original. Yeah. You know, like, um, I mean like, I don't, do we want to just go over the end of the game? Because like that's where. That's where things really. That's where a, that's where a major a lot of the major revelations happen are towards like the, from like chapter f- sixteen on. I would say sixteen is when you're in the drum, right? Yep. Yeah. So I would say from like sixteen on is when it gets like really like some wild shit going on. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously for spoiler aspects and discussion. A market district, the Don Corneo stuff, like that's way more realized. That you know, it's a very, it's you know, it's expanded on in a way, fleshed, fleshed out. out in a way, you know. So, um, you know, nothing too drastically different from the original. Obviously, it's a a remake, but you know, it isn't. It isn't in terms of like that, those that those that type of stuff. But it's really the end of the game. That's just uh, you know, the word remake, like you said before. It's um, you know. It's a little bit more significant than what we thought. And, like, it's... We're going to get... There's going to be some, like, giant brain revelations happening here. Like, when we start getting into this. So, like, in the original game, um, Sephiroth is very much, like... You know, he's a character that's spoken about. um, And you you see him very... You you don't actually see Sephiroth until, I want to say, almost the halfway point, maybe even later in the original game. That's way. Um, is it disc two? End of disc two, is Sephiroth? Yes, I believe so. Um, and 
in this game, he is there within the first, like, two hours. And you start seeing him. And he's, you know, fucking with you. He's fucking with Cloud. Sephiroth is, like, the villain um, of Final Fantasy VII. There are other, like, antagonists throughout, but he is, like, the guy. Um, and he's kind of is already floating around, like, fucking with Sephiroth, like, within the uh, fucking with Cloud within the first two hours of this game compared to 25 to 30 in oh, the, the original game. So but you don't realize that that you don't already realize that he's well, I guess like the, the way that they frame it is that, yeah, he is the big bad for cloud right out the jump. Yeah. But like, you know, obviously the the story that they tell is that it's, you know, Shinra and your avalanche and mm-hmm. that's what you're trying to stop yeah, the, the, them destroying the, you know, the yeah, planet and whatnot. The whole so. the, the the whole Shinra in the grand scheme of everything that is Final Fantasy seven, the whole Shinra portion of like all that stuff that happens is fairly insignificant in comparison to like what's going on. Like, oh yeah, and, like, what the Seth last two doing. chapters they, of this remake, it's like yeah, all that stuff that, that you've been dealing with the past thirty hours, mm-hmm. fucking forget it. <laughs> like yeah, like and they that's like the last couple of chapters of this game, like really start diving into that is like you know how much of a threat Sephiroth is because like throughout the game they kind of sprinkle him in here and there and he kind of shows up and he like says some shit to fucking Cloud and Cloud like has a little headache and like doesn't know what's real on. good and like he kind of like disappears and Cloud looks like he's about to cry and the end of this game everybody's like yo this motherfucker is no joke what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck is so, that <laughs> yeah so you know he he starts to like really manifest and like now he's like a threat to everybody um and I think they did a very, very fucking... They did a phenomenal job with all that shit. Um, so to start to get into some of the giant brain stuff here, um, the the reason from everything that I've seen, from stuff that I've deduced myself, the Sephiroth that you're seeing throughout this game, from the start until... I want to say... I want to say it's from the start until you see him like when he gets when he's grabbing Genova or like when he cuts the catwalk yeah. um the Sephiroth that's like popping in and like fucking with you and then like leaving that Sephiroth is not the Sephiroth from the original like that is not the OG Sephiroth from like Final Fantasy 7 from 1997 or whatever whenever the game came out um that Sephiroth here which this is kind of this kind of sucks a little bit and I will admit in order to understand a lot of the stuff that like, I'm about to start saying, you have to have taken part in like the Final Fantasy VII compilation. So that's like the Crisis Price, Core yeah. for the PSP. Um, Dirge of Cerberus for PS1 or PS2, I think. Um, Advent Children, the movie. And like, so a lot of this stuff, like if you didn't play all that stuff, like the stuff that, like the revelations that I'm making now and like the stuff that I'm talking about now, like, blew my brain to pieces because i i did i played all that shit so i like i i have that context um anyway the sephiroth that we're seeing throughout the whole game that's like fucking with cloud and like popping in and like telling him he's a loser and like you can't save anybody and like despair despair all that bullshit that sephiroth is the sephiroth from advent children which is the furthest point in the final fantasy 7 timeline that we've ever seen so that is like sephiroth at his peak like Peak Sephiroth, peak evil fuck that's like cutting buildings in half and doing wild shit. Um, has, you know, entered the live stream and went backwards to try to redo everything that he fucked up the first well, not fucked up, but try to redo everything so that he his plan to bring Meteor down and like, you know, destroy the world is can come to fruition. So 
the biggest tell on that is that Sephiroth in the original game, at no point does he have that black wing. In this, you see those black feathers from the fucking the start. Yep. From the start, you see them. And the fact that they were, sp- they were sprinkling that shit, like, because I didn't, like, dawn on me, like, right away that, like, he didn't have the wing in the fucking original game. And then, like, there's, like, he, he drops hints throughout where, um, like, you can kind of, like, you kind of get an idea that he knows, like, what's going on and, like, that he knows what's going to happen. So, like, I started, like, by the time the game ended, and I was still trying to, like, fucking piece together what I just witnessed, like, it, like, it, like, hit me, and I was like, yo, like, no fucking way. So, like, when I went, like, when I went back and I, like, started replaying uh, on hard, and, like, I started watching stuff, like, looking stuff up and, like, you know, kind of making connections on my own, it, like, blew my fucking mind. I was like, are they fucking kidding me? Because, like, even at the end of the game, when the Harbinger of Fate, mm-hmm. I think, is what his, like, when he's the giant, like, Kingdom Hearts monster, yeah. <laughs> like, um, like, even that, like, that name, um, was a like a, a throwback to something that I think Rufus says in Advent Children. He calls Sephiroth the Harbinger of De- uh, Harbinger of Death or some shit like that. So like that huge Kingdom Hearts monster is like I don't. This is not confirmed, but from what like I took away from it is a version of Sephiroth that succeeded in taking control of the Whispers, succeeded in you know his plans, his original plans in a different timeline. Because when you go through that portal, you end up in like pretty much like a a point a fixed point in time where everything is happening at the same time which is why like there are a number of cutscenes throughout that whole area where like cloud is very apparently significantly stronger than he ever was throughout the entire game where he's like cutting fucking rubble in half and like tifa comes in and she like kicks a building into pieces like it's like all this wild shit going on and like they they hit a point in that fixed point in time like that constant where they're all at, like, their peak, like, Advent Children peak, where they're doing, like, wild shit, like, jumping between buildings, like, cutting them in half, like, doing all this crazy stuff. Um, so you end up in this place where you're fighting Sephiroth after he succeeded, and he six his three, like, those three little ghostly men. I can't remember what their names are because they're yeah. all weird. Um, Fire, ice, and lightning they, monsters. Yeah, kind of. So even those guys are references to Advent Children, and, like, a lot of people had initially thought that they were, like, mirror images of Cloud, Cloud Barrett, and Tifa because of the weapons they yeah. were using. But, like, if you look closely at what they're using, one of them has two guns. Barrett oh, only has one. Yeah. Tifa has two gloves. The other one of them only has one. And the guy with the sword is, like, a one-handed sword. Cloud is a fucking gigantic two-handed buster sword. Those three, like, ghostly guys are the the Advent children from the movie. They're um, Yazu, Kadaj, and Laz, like those three guys that are like trying to redo reunion and bring Sephiroth back. And those three, he brings, you know, after he's successful and like he's using them puppets, as puppets yeah. again. Um, to further drive that point home, they during that fight when you're fighting all three of them at the same time when you have your full party back, they fuse and turn into Bahamut and fight you as Bahamut. In Advent Children, they summon Bahamut out of the fucking middle of the city to attack the group so like there's like they drop hints without being like super like in your face like if you weren't somebody that was privy to the final fantasy 7 compilation like all this stuff is like kind of 
Like it gets a little messy towards the end, but it's also just kind of cool. Like what the f- like what the fuck is going on? Like this somebody coming in blank. Like you're not gonna know. Yeah, like this was to- like, was totally lost on Dan and Andrew, and like for even me yeah, a little so like, bit. Like I did a little digging because me and you had that like extended conversation after I finished it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, but even now realizing just how much more of it you know actually pulls from like you said the compilation and from the Final Fantasy VII universe. It's pretty fucking. It's yeah, actually like, great. Like, yeah, it's cool because like. As somebody, like you were just saying, like, as somebody that didn't have that context, like, you know, it was still, like, story was super cool. Like, I, I, sp- I spoke to Andrew, and he fucking yeah, loved it. He loved what they did with the Whispers. That, he loved yeah. all that stuff. And, like, he, he doesn't have that context. He didn't even play the original game. So he doesn't have any any no. of that context at all. And he still really enjoyed it. So, like, I feel like the way they did it, aside from maybe, like, the last half hour or so that gets a little muddy, like, it, it was very well done. Um, But, like, it, the, all that stuff, like, goes back, like... Even, like, with Aerith, like, I had mentioned this to you, like, when we were talking about it briefly, like, I feel like throughout the entirety of the game, like, she she kind of drops, like, subtle hints of, like, kind of having an idea about what's going on but not being, like, super sure. Um, and, like, I had, you know, explained a couple of, like, circumstances where, like, um, she, the ending of Final Fantasy VII, the original game, is a very quick thing of kind of, like, it's a pan out from Aerith's face, like looking up and the screen goes white and the intro cinematic for this game, when it comes into Aerith and it like shows her praying at the, at the, the pipe with like the live stream coming out of it, um, lines up perfectly. So when she looks up is lined up perfectly with the way that for, with the original game ended, um, in my head and most everybody else's head in the fucking internet from what I can tell, um, just like Sephiroth as a whole travel through the life stream to come backwards in time because the life stream is just a constant like, it's just something that's in the planet it's it's something that the planet uses and needs to survive um, so it'll do whatever it has to to ensure that that's going to be the case um, Aerith's memories from the original game traveled backwards through the live stream to the Aerith that's in this game. Uh, which is why she kind of has, like... There are points in the, in time throughout the game where, like, Cloud will be like, oh, well, I, what the hell was that? And she'll be just be kind of like, oh, I think that... Oh, uh, you know what? Yep. Never mind. And, like, you can kind of... You get, like, an idea that she knows what's going on or, like, kind of has an idea. She just isn't, like, super sure. And, like, she... I, I feel like she just doesn't have access to these memories yet and she's just, like, having trouble, like, figuring out what they mean. Um, and I feel like that comes to like fruition when she when she meets Red at Hojo's lab. Being that she is the last living Cetra or ancient, an ancient yeah, whatever who who were people they were people of the planet. They had the ability to like manipulate the live stream and like use it for whatever. Um, Red's race is the same. Granted, they're not like manipulating the live stream, but they are a species that thrives off of the planet and like has a connection with it. So when she meets Red and she seems to be having trouble, like, manifesting, like, in her head, like, what is going on, she makes a connection with him physically, and he goes from, like, snarling, like, like he's about to attack everybody, to completely docile instantly and knows exactly what the fuck is going on. And just had a better, I think, was just better about being able to, like, kind of extrapolate, like, what she's trying to figure out and, like, was able to relay that message better than she was able to. And she kind of uses him as, like, a conduit from then on about, like, just kind of, like, relaying information. 
Um, and they do it super subtly. Like, they don't ever, like, they're never, like, in your face, like, Aerith remembers, like, her past life and, like, all this weird shit. Like, it just kind of happens and you're like, oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah. But, like, you know, okay. And there's, like, there's, there's a number of, like, flash forwards, you could call them, like, throughout the game. Where, like, Cloud has, like, a vision of something that happens in the future. Where, or a different timeline, like, if you will. Or, like, yeah, even that. Because, like, the very last scene of the game. Um, yeah, do you want to get into Zack Fair or... Yeah, so Zach, um, Zach, who's he's hinted at, kind of throughout this game. Um, there's one point in the game actually that I'm thinking about it where Aerith like explicitly says his name, but they don't like. There's no audio attached to it. She says it, and Cloud has like a like a little spasm, and she gets all concerned. Whatever. Um, Zach is like Cloud's. Trying to like, uh, <laughs> uh, Zach is Cloud's like anchor, I guess, to like who he is. Baby, uh, two baby counterpart, <laughs> kind of. So, so for people that don't have the context of the original game, Cloud is a fucking phony. <laughs> he he's he, I'm like, that's the easiest way I can say it. He's a fucking phony. He he went. He wanted to be in Soldier never made it so he ended up just being like one of the regular like shinra pmcs that you're fighting throughout the game um they go to cloud's hometown sephiroth fucks everything up burns the shit down kills everybody um i believe i don't remember the exact context from crisis score but i think cloud and zach get blamed for it i think they get framed so they start getting hunted down by shinra Zack? Oh, I'm sorry. Sephiroth fucks up Cloud first. He gets... uh, Pretty much he gets thrown into, like, a Mako tank and, like, gets all, like, this crazy, like, kind of, like, Genova, like, crazy cells like Sephiroth has, which makes him a soldier after the fact. He was never a soldier to begin with. He kind of just... It's kind of just stumbles upon it. Um, And, you know, they, you know... After, you know, he spends, I think, like, a week or some shit in that, in that tube, he's, like, he, he basically, he gets Mako poisoning, which is what Jesse's dad has when you go to, like, visit there, or when you go to, like, rob her house or whatever. Um, so, Zack is, like, kind of carrying him back to Midgar to try to, like, get him somewhere that, like, is safe. I think he's trying to get him back to Aerith specifically mm-hmm. to, like, try to help him. Um, and they get cornered by Shinra, and Zack puts up a fucking fight he like takes them all out and then he gets shot in the back and he dies cloud then like because he's all fucked up and dumb and like all the shit that happened to him is like traumatizing he like assumes zach's identity without really like become like he just kind of takes on like his memories like zach's memories and like pretty much cop like kind of copy and paste himself he like he like yeah he like pretty much like overshadows Zach and makes it act like it makes, makes it seem like Zach never even existed. Um, and that like all the things that Zach did that's, were class achievements and like all Buster this shit sword from, yeah. So the, the Buster sword is passed down from like, so the Buster sword was originally a soldier named Angeles who was like Zach's mentor and dies, gives it to Zach. Zach dies. Takes Cloud it. takes it <laughs> pretty much like it's not given to no, him. He, he just takes, takes it because whatever. Basically. Um, so, 
Cloud's memories that he has about like being a soldier, like going to war, like doing all this shit, like never, never happened. Like he was never a soldier doing all this wild shit. Like he was just kind of a loser that like fucked up and like didn't do great and then almost died and yep. like you know kind of it was a little happy accident i guess um but the big the significant part about this is that the last scene of the game is Zack that exact scene that i explained where they get cornered on that mountain and you know Zack fights off all the shinner pmcs and does all that shit but doesn't die which is a, a huge then, fucking difference. <laughs> which is huge. Because, like I said, Zack is like Cloud's cornerstone. He but doesn't really... Like, besides Crisis if, Core, like, if, if you just Z- play Final Fantasy VII, like, Zack doesn't exist. Like, he is just something that's Zach, mentioned. Like, Zack makes an appearance in the original game after Cloud, like, becomes, like, stops being an sentient, idiot. Like, <laughs> and, like, realizes, like... He, he has a point in the original game where he, like, literally, like, he just finally thinks about it. And he goes, when did I become a soldier? And, like, literally does that. And then everything, he has, like, a fucking revelation. <laughs> like, yep. And, like, wakes up, realizes Zack was a thing and, like, all this shit. So, like, you see, like, you don't see Zack until way later in, in the original Final Fantasy. So, like I said, like, Zack is, like, his cornerstone. Like, without Zack dying, Cloud isn't that cloud nope. anymore like the same like he's still kind of an asshole like he was always kind of a dickhead like even when he was a kid but like he's not like soldier first class cloud that we know like from the start of this game like so the other significant part of that little cutscene is that there is a like a little chip bag that floats by the screen that has the shinro shinra like propaganda logo of uh stamp who you see throughout the entire game he's a he's like a beagle or something yep. um He's a dog. The dog it's that is on this bag of chips is a dog. completely different fucking dog. Completely different dog. Um, I saw like people were like scouring this shit to see if maybe it was like just a different bag brand of chips or like a different different nah, flavor. Man. And like it's not different, it's original different flavor. Time like, all this shit. Like so, this is where the shit gets a little weird now because they're kind of fucking around with two different timelines at this point, and. Like, throughout this scene, the Shinra Tower is being, like, enveloped in these things called Whispers. They're, like, little ghosts that, you know, you've pretty much been seeing since the game, like, put its first reveal trailer out. Um, or the first, like, actual, like, trailer out. Um, and those things are a constant. So, like, Zack cannot see them, but once the the team, like, Cloud, Tifa, Aerith, Barrett red 13 like when they actually finally beat sephiroth in that like constant in time that they were fighting in they kind of disperse and then anything is possible the the whispers throughout the entire game are explained as like you know keepers uh, of fate yeah. kind of like they kind of hold they hold, hold fate in their hands together they, yeah so they're they were kind of used as like a surrogate for like the audience Honestly, like for like the purists, yeah. um, and like you know the people that didn't want them to touch the, the original story and they wanted it to just be exactly the same, all that shit. Like that's kind of like I, that's how that I took that. Like they were just like, no, 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 things are gonna be a little different because like there there are points in time where like you can clearly see things are being like things are changing. So like the second the second reactor bombing, for instance, like leading up to that in the original game, they literally like 
go into the basement of seventh heaven have a quick meeting like hey we're gonna go bomb reactor what reactor is that five five either way either one yeah they're gonna go to the next one right away they literally like they literally just go have a meeting and they go all right we're gonna go bomb the second reactor and then they all then they just go in this game they don't include cloud and he's not invited on the mission which is not how it goes in the first one like they just bring him down and they just they're just fucking ready to go and they're doing it in order for that to change to keep fate how it should be they hurt jesse so they attack jesse and make make her hurt her leg so that she can't attend the mission which also makes wedge stay behind because she can't take care of marlene because now tifa barrett and cloud will have to go do the mission so now you're losing jesse and wedge which forces cloud on so that he can do the bombing run and meet Aerith. Without him going into that fucking bombing run, he never would have met Aerith. And, like, that's, like, their relationship throughout this is, like, the linchpin for, like, the entire story. So, like, there are instances throughout the game where, like, you can very clearly see them, like, intervening to make sure that, like, the original course of the story kind of happens, even if it does take, like, a quick little side turn, like, a little detour. So, like, there's... Once Sephiroth is beaten at the end of the game and they kind of disperse, anything is possible. Yep. So... They even they even like, say I know we kind of the very end the last yeah the yeah type, like on on unknown journey, journey or some shit like that <clears throat> yeah so I know like me and you discussed this a little bit um and like you're concerned that they're gonna veer off like considerably I don't know that that's I just hope happen. it's not like fucking like up oh, two timelines you got your OG and then like some wacky shit <coughs> we decided to throw in there and like you know we're making we're letting everybody be happy yeah. it's like. You know, they have to, like, intertwine, like, you know, time travel and different timelines. So, like, that shit gets so messy. And, like, I'm kind of excited for it to see what kind of fucking mess and, like, corners they write themselves into. Like, to try to interwine, you know, intertwine this crazy shit. And, like, they already showed, like you yeah. said it before, like, Cloud has those, like, visions of the future. Where, like, Tifa's in, like, mm-hmm. a fucking cowboy outfit and shit. You know, like, picking up Sephiroth. Well, that, was that was the, the past. past, right? Okay. Yeah, that was when her dad yeah, died. Yeah, so that, like, shit is just, like, and how that affects the future, and just, mm-hmm. there's a lot that's going on. So, what I think they're gonna do, I don't think they're gonna go, like, crazy, and, like, really, like, start having people, like, traveling through time, like, doing all times of weird shit. What I think they're gonna do, Zach, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but Zach, on, like, a lot of pulls for, like, popular, like, Final Fantasy characters, is, like, top. Like, almost all the time. Like, he's usually at, like, the top of the fucking list. So, what I think they want to do is just give him a little bit more justice. Because, like, Crisis Core was okay, but it wasn't a great game. And past that, they don't ever talk about the guy. And what I think they're going to do is you're going to be playing through a very... The core of that game. As, you know, your main squad. But I feel like they're going to be story beats where you go back and you play as Zack. And you either are are either doing new shit with Zach that we've never seen, like whatever in t- whatever timeline he's in now, um, or like with like the Nibelheim stuff, like Cloud's hometown. Mm. Like maybe you'll jump back that way and play through that as Zach. Um, like when he like say when Cloud has his revelation about like who Zach is and the fact that Zach even existed, maybe Zach will be playable and you can actually do that shit as him. Um, <clears throat> and like I think the only way that it would make sense for them to interweave these two timelines that they're going to be fucking around with is at the crux of this story when Aerith dies mm. 
playing through imagine playing through that part of that game <clears throat> and watching Zack and Cloud approach at the same fucking time when she gets murdered and how being that Aerith I don't they, they, they're kind of like weird about it but I Aerith like very clearly has a thing for Cloud like throughout the game um, Zack was her first love which they establish in that scene I was talking about earlier, and they also established in Crisis Core because like they were kind of like a thing. Um, watching Zach walk up on that and to watch her fucking die would be fucking heartbreaking. <laughs> and like <clears throat> that, I think would be like the perfect only way that they could like intertwine those two timelines without it being like super ridiculous. Yeah. Because like there, when that happens at the Land of the Ancients, so like kind of that's like where the live stream is like the strongest so like i feel like anything could could yeah. happen there um so like <clears throat> having them both walk in on that happening like at the same time well they could it could happen wild. in both, both timelines you know like zach zach that's being what i alive mean like, in this in one <laughs> timeline and not the other like you know it could that's it well, could that's be prevented I mean, like in one and that... not the other and like you know it's it's gonna yeah. get interesting it's beyond that it's gonna be like you said big brain type shit like so yeah i'm like I don't know, man. There's like there's so much shit going on in this game that like <clears throat> is just so hard to put into words. And like I've been like I, I had mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but like I have I had not stopped thinking about it <laughs> because like it's, listening to me talk right now, like how like there's yeah, so much a lot going on, <laughs> like subtlety and like shit that they like did with this that like it's hard to not think about. It. <laughs> like, so. I don't know. I'm like I'm beyond like happy with the way they handled it. Yeah, I was nervous because um, like I didn't know what the fuck they were gonna do, and I was just because like the I like really enjoy the Final Fantasy story, the OG <coughs> one. So I was like, oh, it'd be cool if it's just like the whole thing, and we got it in one package. And I said this before, like I wish there was more of it, but now like knowing like that's just there, like yeah, no, like what you thought you were gonna get, like that's still there in some way, shape, or mm -hmm. form. But like we're doing some different things yeah. here. And, like, this yeah. cast of characters in this universe is, like, one of the more well-realized and expanded yeah. upon stories. Like you said, there's, like, a whole fucking, like, a there's, an, uh, you know, a component and a subcomponent to, like, every part of the story and every character. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, they have a lot of, um, like, source material to work from and, like, fuck, you know, change things. And, like, now is their time to do it. So, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I can't fucking wait. Like, I, I like... I don't know. Ha I am, like, had no idea Pat. about what they're going to do. With had everything. no idea you were excited. You didn't. Mm -mm. You didn't know. Yeah. You had no idea. Oh, that's uh, that's weird. Yeah. I thought I yeah. it back pretty well. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, there's. I can fucking go. I can just go on and on about like the subtle like hints that they drop throughout the game. Like I, I just the way that they kind of like hint at the fact that you know Sephiroth is very clearly not the original Sephiroth, and Aerith kind of has an idea about what's going on. Like there's so much shit going on like throughout the entire thing that. I can't even. It's just it's it's cool because like um, we said this before that someone like Andrew, who you know can just jump right in, play it, like enjoy it, have a good time. Probably you know last time we talked to him, he said it was like up there at the game game of the year for him. I think it was his and, game like, of the year. You know someone like you who's literally like just has <clears throat> kind of taken in anything Final Fantasy VII related. You know has played every any game that's related to it is watch the movie that's related to it. Like you've, you know, all the content that revolves around this game, this universe, like, you know, it all. 
so just to see how someone like you who could like you know they they kind of have done like fan servicey stuff for you because they know that it needs to mm-hmm. be different but also staying true to source material and then someone like andrew who doesn't like know any of the source material any of that stuff and can still just go through and have a good time and enjoy it you know so like that i think mm-hmm. is really important and that's like what stands out to me the most is like like one of the more crucial aspects that they like hit the nail on the head with yeah the way they were the the, the way they were able to balance that because they very could have easily just been like fucking gotten super convoluted with it and like only people that played like or had any context for like the rest of like the the universe like they did a very good job of balancing newcomers with the people that you know had played this series like had played you know final fantasy 7 and the whatever else came out around Mm it but yeah i mean like just like even like avalanche like the 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 core avalanche group jesse biggs and uh wedge died in the original game like when the plate drops they all died they didn't die in this game (laughs) thought they died no die in this one well we don't know about the bigs reveal was a little like "Mm." like i think they did that more to like because i think they i think they knew that they struck gold with jesse and like they kind of didn't really want to like confirm whether or not she's alive so like when they reveal that he's up and that he's good when they pan across that dresser that's her glove and bandana on the dresser. I don't yeah. know if you realize that. But that's the thing is, like, I don't know if he has those as like mementos because, like, well, he was fucking passed out. So somebody like I, that's why yeah. I feel like somebody grabbed both of them and like scooped. Them. I don't know how the fuck they got no. out of that, but fuck it, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, I mean, they, they also don't yeah, explain like, how fucking. I mean, like, Wedge like, falls through the floor with cat, like his cats, and like, you know, like. Well, yeah, I think that was mostly. I think like a, a piece of rubble came down, like popped a hole in the ground and he kind of like stumbled into that room and like just fell over oh man that rubble hit him he should have been dead no matter what was underneath them <laughs> well listen i don't know maybe the fucking hey man the they paid a lot of money to have uh what's his name some breaking bad do the voice for <laughs> yeah i can't remember i don't know, I don't know his name. fucking uh whatever that dude's name is badger, badger. from breaking bad um but yeah there's like you know the whispers like the whispers alone like there's like there's a, a a couple of times in even like the the highway chase at like the very end of the game like the escape where like they literally come to the rescue because like there are like two situations in that highway chase where the whole entire crew should have been dead but the whispers just make sure that didn't happen because they're not supposed to die at that point even like Barrett when Barrett gets fucking stabbed by Sephiroth Barrett doesn't get stabbed by ever. Sephiroth nope. ever never happens but he gets fucking stabbed this time and the whisper's like no 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 we I, got him bro I, when that <laughs> happened at first i was like no way i was like there you are yeah, i was, I was like, like they're being really ballsy and just murdering Barrett right yeah. now like that's insane and then no yeah. it didn't happen oh, fucking whis- whisper comes floating out i was like oh shit <laughs> yeah the fuck but like yeah there's like you know like when the fucking bombs go off on that bridge when they're driving like on the highway and like the whole thing is collapsing on them, and the whispers come under there and they're just like, nope, we're gonna hold it up for like two seconds yeah. so you guys can get out. Like, this, like I don't know, man. It's, yeah, there's a lot of you know implications in terms of death. It's a lot. It's a very a lot, lot to, to unpack. Like and destiny like if, and like you know what what's gonna happen mm-hmm. overall in the next aspect of this game. And cause I don't even know if I can't even say if, next if game. I, this might be two more games. I don't know. Like, yeah, who fucking knows? But. You know, if listening to me like rant and go crazy right now is intriguing to you even slightly, I would consider because I haven't even like I didn't get into like all the minute like details and shit with everything. Like, go like do a little bit of research. You'll find tons of fucking people talking about it. Um, 
but yeah, like I, I I'm like beyond happy about what they did with Avalanche, like the group, the core group, because I think they were fucking fleshed out like perfectly. I thought they were all like acted incredibly, like everything that they fleshed out. I felt was just done like the way it yeah, should there, have been done. The way there it was a missing sequence with well, now if like Jesse is alive, <clears throat> like her parents died. <laughs> <laughs> the plate falling. <laughs> uh, were they on? I don't know if they were. I thought on they were. Seven. No, because you, you, I, uh, I don't remember. I'd have to play that chapter again. Cause I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's a thing. Because they take the train. They take the train tracks to. That little hometown, but I don't know if that's a sector seven like work like uh employee district or not. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Trying to uh. <coughs> She lives in the Sector 7 Employee Housing District. Is uh, Jesse's mother. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, so they're all yeah. dead. I could have sworn it said <laughs> Sector 7, and I remembered, like, when the plate fell and they didn't, like, show Jesse's parents. I was like, man, that could have, like, tugged on the, the, the heartstrings of a while because, like, you see, like, that group, like, with her, you know, the mom, and she's making the pizza and wedges being a big old fatty, and the dad's basically, like, a <laughs> vegetable, and it's all, like, a bummer. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, like it justifies well, think, Jesse being like an eco terrorist and whatnot, or whatever you want to consider the, you know, the group and whatnot. And it's like, all right, cool. And then it's like, man, but like they all, they all died because like of the actions and shit. It's just like, you know. Yeah, they, they, they I mean, they, they kind of play on that. Like you can see it in Jesse's face, like when she's like, quote unquote, dying because we don't know if she's dead or not. Like, um, she's like they were all my victims like all this shit like she's blaming herself blaming herself until like she finally like passes out or whatever so like she realizes like you know my fucking mom and dad are dead my mom and dad are dead all these fucking people are dead now what the fuck granted all of these things weren't even really their fault um yes they like antagonized but it was all big setup from but they yeah shinra set them up from the start um and this is actually another thing like from like some of the extended stuff with final fantasy is that Avalanche is actually being controlled by Rufus. I don't know if you were aware of that or not. No, I have that. So, like, the core, like, it's from, there was, like, a mobile game, I think, or some shit like that, um, where it's revealed that Avalanche is actually being controlled by Rufus, which is why Jesse's able to get those fucking door codes at, like, the start of the game. She's like, thank God somebody at HQ is helping us out, like, blah, 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 oh, like, all yeah. that shit, when, when they don't have those codes. Who the, f- how the fuck would Avalanche have that? It's true. It's a good point. So, like, even that, like, even that aspect of those characters, like, them getting set up, like, the whole thing was just, like, Shinra setting them up to, like, start another war, basically, and, like, you know, it's just fucking crazy, man. There's so much crazy shit going on. The Rufus fight was cool, by the way. The yeah, Rufus fight was so fucking cool, dude. <laughs> when he fucking, when I, when I took that, when I killed that dog, I was like, yeah, fuck the stupid dog. And then he started shooting those, like, yeah, coin lasers what? at me. I was like, yeah. whoa. He started like zipping around, like shooting behind himself. I was like, "This is fucking yeah." The, wild. the setup for that fight too, and the little gimmick with uh, his dodge ability was, um, yeah, was awesome. Yeah, Rufus badass. It was a fucking cool ass fight. Yeah, there was there's some some very good stuff towards the end of that game. The little thing I will say, one that was like felt real out of place was uh, the when the plate drops and Kate Sith just kind of like drops to his. We knees. talked. Like, oh. I talked to you about that immediately. I was like, "What? <laughs> Why?" <laughs> The only thing I could think was because uh, this is another spoiler for people that didn't play the original game. Because it is Reeve controlling him. Like Reeve knew what the plan was, so I think his idea was I'm gonna get Kate Sith and we're gonna go try to stop this and like it was too late 
Yeah, that makes so, sense. Like, he like where you see him is like him on his way and like he sees the plate drop and he's like fuck <laughs> like drops to his knees yeah. and he's all upset about it. Um, that's the only well, yeah, thing in my when head because that, when that you, just like happens. when they do cut to Reeve later on, he is like they don't under- yeah he's pleading like to please don't do this like this isn't like we we don't need to do yeah. something like this so like after like a little while like literally like almost immediately after that is like when the whole chapter starts with the plate coming down. Yep. Poor yeah, Reeve. Reeves, Reeves, good guy. Also, can we talk about how there's no fucking way that in the next game or whatever, however many more there are, Vincent is going to be the coolest fucking dude to play as? <laughs> ah. With the way this combat system I don't is know, set man. up, Red. Uh, uh, that's why I wanted to play is uh, um, was Red Red Thirteen. You know, Red. It's the full name, Red Thirteen, right? Yeah, Red Thirteen. Um, that's why I wanted to play as Red Thirteen so bad because I was like, man, fucking see how he's realized in terms of this combat structure like this would be so fucking cool and then he's just like a guest and i was like motherfucker yeah i mean i would i'd rather them at least no he's yeah there. he had to be there so yeah so like at least he's there and like i would rather him i would rather not be teased for two I chapters <laughs> than yeah, like stamping around in the background like, yeah because like you know like that's actually now that i'm thinking about it that's like that's pretty much a whole character that they don't even really have to do now for like the next portions of these games because he's already fully modeled he has a limit break because he does the limit break like a couple of times throughout the entire time yeah. that he's around no they i honestly think they and had like, him they have him like done they were just like you know and like yeah. you hit the nail on the head like you're not gonna you're typically party members are structured in a way where it's these three and at that point in the game it was like mm-hmm. you know Aerith was already around they, and whatnot so it's like sp- they split groups the groups yeah. got split up so like you know cloud and tifa were on their own and like Barrett and Aerith and Red were on their own, so it's like, yeah, it's no, and it, to, it, I don't know. It's it's hard to like. You're not gonna like tease you with a character for two chapters. Be like, hmm, come back in however many years yeah, you get to play more. But he's fucking awesome. Such a good character, and just yeah, he he was fucking perfect. I was like, I could not believe it when he starts talking. I was like, oh, yep. like, Red. That's exactly how I pictured <laughs> you. I love that. Yep. And then the uh, the, but, yeah, the like, immediate like. He, you know, it's this intimidating, like, fucking, you know, experiment tiger. And yeah, there's some crazy dog thing. Barrett fire calls him, flaming you know, tail. A, a rat lab rat dog, you know. And yeah. then he, he, ref- yeah, he's he refers to, to it to that as himself later on. <laughs> yeah, dude, dude, dude. That was so good. Who are you guys? <laughs> fucking, yeah, Heidegger High- comes in, he's like, who you guys supposed to be in? Barrett's like, Avalanche! Local florist! Lab rat dog. It's like, yes. And that, like, deep, just yes, like, you, you know, that voice. Yeah. Uh, Super stoic. Sto- like, stoic. Like, uh, the tail yeah. of High Five, too, was, uh, was yeah, peak. Was and also just calling Barrett a 200-pound bag of shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. The, the, the red and Barrett dynamic. Perfect. Is, I need is another incredible. 40 hours so of that. <laughs> so good. Just like ripping on each other the whole time because, like, the Cloud and Barrett stuff is like Barrett just hates Cloud, so he's just like, calling him a piece yeah. of shit the whole time. And like, these two are like riffing on each yep. other, it's really good. Like, calling the biggest shit, I lost it. But, yeah, it's just like, it's like, you fucking 300 pound piece of shit, <laughs> like, uh, you, you, oh, you huge hunk yep. of shit. And it's like, yeah, coming from the 300 <laughs> yeah. pound of it, 300 in this, in this 300 pound bag of it, <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm like, I'm like. Beyond pumped for the additional party members. No, they're all. It's later. gonna be awesome. Like, spe- 
specifically Vincent, because like Vincent is like some crazy vampire matrix man thing, gun yeah. gun shooting man. So I don't know the fuck. Like they're gonna do some wild shit with him. Even like Yuffie, like Yuffie is like some little ninja girl that throws like a gigantic fucking spiky wheel thing. So like, I don't know. Like I, they they're gonna do some fucking wild shit, and I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I mean they got a lot of um, that's you know the next game or two is gonna be um. Yeah, it's I don't even know what to say time. anymore. You know, it's just you. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be crazy time. The the w- just want to see just want to see Vincent fucking do a devil trigger. <laughs> basically, what his, his is. limit is, <laughs> like just transforming this crazy vampire monster thing. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be um, gonna be really cool. The combat is awesome in uh, you know, in this game. So just to see these other characters that you know we, from the original and how they uh, you get to play as them. Yeah, I'm fucking, like, I'm ready already. Ready already. Ready already. Yeah, I can't really, there's not really, like, much else I can, like, put into words. Uh, no. Without being, like, completely incoherent, <laughs> so. <laughs> no, I think that, uh, I think we kind of covered a good chunk of it. I think this was a, a good spoiler discussion. I think for anyone that did finish Final Fantasy VII and doesn't really know a lot of the lore and all the extra it you know catalog type stuff you um did a good job elaborating on all that so kudos to you pat yeah again like i obviously didn't go like like super deep like that was kind of just like general information from like compilation stuff so it's enough to get get them going if you like, yeah so if like any of that was like intriguing or interesting to you at all like just do a little bit of research and you'll fucking find tons of this information online <sighs> all right Sorry, stretching. Okay. Ooh, what was it going here? So, uh, that was another episode of the OK Gamers podcast. As always, thank you guys for listening. If you want to talk to me or Pat more, you can uh, get with, get to us at Twitter. I'm at Zinzer Brian. Pat is a PC Mirth. If you want to talk to the group more, mm. people listen to the show, uh, you can jump to our Discord, okgamers.com. Okgamers.com will link you to an invite. Um, or just reach out to either one of us on Twitter for that. So, um, as always, thank you guys so much. And enjoy the video. So stay safe, stay safe, stay healthy, Bye. stay inside, wear a mask, do all that stuff. Bye. All those things. Yeah.